Eric Carlson gets his third Norris Trophy. Who? Could it be his swung song before he gets traded tomorrow morning? We'll, we'll break that down and a lot more right now here on Teal Town Live. Happy Monday, June 26, 2023. The NHL awards have been concluded, and for some of our ears, thank goodness. And welcome to the <laughs> post-awards show here on Teal Town Live, here on Teal Town USA. If you want to be part of the show, here's how you do it. Oh, hi there. Chat with us and fellow Sharks fans all over the world in Sharks territory on the page or the app. Of course, follow us on all the socials, but make sure you smash that subscribe button. Find everything at Teal Town USA. And if you want to support the pod, check us out either on Venmo at Teal Town USA or hit us up on a Super Chat donation right now going on. With that, when Eric Carlson wins something, of course, we got to bring in AJ Strong. What's up, buddy? Why is my head being cut off? I <laughs> <laughs> fixed that while you're ta- chatting. Dear What's Lord. happening, boy? What's going on? Uh, uh, hold on. Hold on. Let me see. Host is joined. Blah, blah, blah. I'm sorry. I just got the invite to uh, get into the media availability with Eric Carlson. So I'm uh, okay. waiting, waiting to see what's going on there. Um, might have already happened for all I know. We don't know. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, congrats to Eric Carlson. What uh, you know, I, I saw Shang put out a tweet that said, you know, breaking Eric. And I'm like, is it really breaking? And if it's something that we've known about for five months, hey, I, I mean, were you surprised by the votes of it? I mean, he had I over <laughs> he had 123 first place votes. Adam Fox was second with with uh, like 41. Uh, but after that, the the uh, that's not shocking. You know, that, that's not shocking. Um, surprise. I'm surprised. Granted, you know, 101 points. He was a minus 26. Maybe yeah, the, a lot of those are, you know, he, he was, you know, the team in front of him, empty net goals. Like, you can't hang that on to him. Right. I mean, I would. I would. <laughs> how many, I mean, how many stick smashes did he have on empty netters? This Ooh, man, he did get pissed at those. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. Can't can't I, I can't blame him though uh, on that. But I mean, honestly, you know, an unreal year for for Carlson. Uh, he becomes uh, a, a, on a short list of Sharks individual award winners. You know, going back to when Tony Granado got the first one for the Masterton. You know, of course, Nabby gets the Rookie of the Year. Jumbo had that great year when he got traded. Of course, Jonathan Chichu. Gets oh, what gets was some that? love. Was like, uh, yeah. Oh, oh, look at that. You have a whole fucking thing here. Oh, I, I, I came prepared. Sorry. Yeah, I wasn't here. And you know what should be on there? There should be an asterisk at the bottom that says "fuck Jeff Skinner." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. Should have been Couture, but whatever. Uh, yeah, and and Burns might have been able to get another, you know, uh, Norris in there. But Burns, he gets he has two awards uh, within. A few, three-year difference, uh, and then Carlson becomes the second Shark to win the uh, Norris, along with Bernsey in 2017. For Carlson himself, uh, his third Norris trophy, his first with San Jose. Of course, he did get two uh, earlier in his career with Ottawa. Uh, <laughs> uh, he becomes the eighth defenseman in NHL history to win a third Norris trophy, uh, you know, some other guys that are, that aren't bad. Um, 
So do you think with this third trophy win that seals his fate that he's like first ballot HOF? I want to say, yeah. I think, you know, he's done something that hasn't been done in 30 years, which is score 100 points as a defenseman. Uh, he's played all around. I think I think if he does get traded to a contender, and we'll touch on that a little bit, but if he gets a cup, if he gets a cup, I if think it's wrapped cup, up. It's almost, complete. yeah. Uh, I, I think he's, he became what he was supposed to be, you know. But uh, and I think also being in the Canadian market for so long too, and he's so beloved in Ottawa. I think it's uh, yeah. I think he he gets in. All right. It's, uh, there was some talk that uh, you know a little bit of chatter discussion, if you will, <laughs> that uh, if if his time in San Jose had continued, like if his contract had continued on the path that it was for the first eight years, that you could have made. Oh, the definitely. argument that no, not a Hall of Famer if it had continued on that path. But the fact that he had that huge bounce back this uh, season, yep. So then, yeah, okay, he's back on the right track, and uh, hopefully, he finds some uh, amazing success with a uh, another team here. Like what by tomorrow? <laughs> Who knows by tomorrow? Maybe draft day. Maybe <laughs> before the Sharks select fourth overall, if they stay at four now, which is. You know, something unreal. Um, what, if, what if he doesn't get moved until the deadline? Well, hey, at, at least <laughs> at, I look at it this way. With all the rumors going on, you know, uh, he supposedly talked with Joe Pavelski about Dallas. He's willing to go God. back to Ottawa. I mean, as Hockey Trick mentioned in on, the, on the Discord, that that rips up everything saying, oh, it was Joe Pavelski. You know, he, had to, he can blame Eric Carlson for not being back in San Jose. You know, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, uh, I, I mean, honestly, I think he for his Hall of Fame resume, getting back to that, he needed to win a Norris. He needed to have a bounce back year because otherwise he could have said, yeah, he's he's fallen off. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the, the, there were people questioning whether or not he wanted to be a hockey player anymore a couple right. of years ago. So, I mean, those those were some really low seasons. I, you know, for his for all the accolades that he deserves when, you know, to steal a page out of Ian's book, when Carlson does good, it's good. But <laughs> there were some times when Carlson did bad and it was bad. bad. Oh, so, totally. you know, I think that there's some debate to be had, but. Again, if if he can, if this is the start of something, if this is the feature, not the bug of this contract that he's still currently on, you know, if it, because I I said this back in the day when they, you know, and I hate doing that shit where it's like, well, you know, if you rewind the clock four years ago when I said something that I actually got right, let me pat myself <laughs> on the back. But we talked about it at the beginning of this was that if. Carlson doesn't fight for the Norse for at least half of this contract. Yep. That's that's the, when you're getting the most money out of from for anybody playing that position, you better fight for it for at least half of that contract. He's fought for it once. And he and, and granted he won it. Yeah. But let he he three out of the next four, he better whether he's wearing teal or not, you would hope that he's gonna fight for that. But all that being said, 
now in in hindsight is 2020 as we all know this despite carlson winning the norris from everything that we've seen bandied about whether it's freedmen or whoever national media um if they can find a taker carlson's out the door which to me says this is the worst contract extension Doug Wilson's ever signed. It, it has hindered the process. Also, you know, a little thing about COVID kind of stalled a ton of cap flexibility, which I think. But, but I'm just talking about just return on investment. Oh, yeah. No, you I know, get you. He played, he played to his contract for, I would say, a season and a half over four seasons. Because everybody's going to sit there and go, oh, my God, remember that Thanksgiving through Christmas back in 2000? Yeah. Yeah. It was great. You know, then what happened? <laughs> then he got piling by Marchand and, and his groin, you know, ripped, ripped yeah. his shri- pizzas. No, this was the Carlson that we expected from the jump. Yeah. And so, let's let's hope. And I'm not either- saying, you know, it's not his fault he got injured. No. But, I mean, when you get a contract like that, oof. uh. There's a lot of pressure on you to succeed. Yeah. And uh, like I said, to his credit, dude, I would say exceeded it this year. Right. Yeah. I mean, to do what he did, I mean, I don't know how many times Uncle Darren Stevens was updating the graphics on the Sharks broadcasting bug. You know, he's passed this player, this player. uh, You know, last time a player had this many assists was... Paul Coffey or Brian Leach, you know, you talk about guys who are in the Hall of Fame. So that's a breaking news. Uh Oh, Uh, thank you for your patience. We'll have Carlson on soon, approximately 10 minutes. And that was one minute ago. So um, hopefully I don't know that I'll be able to pipe in the audio from it. I probably won't be. Bummer. Uh, but uh, but I will I will try to uh, you know pull some some quotes out of anything he says. I'm hoping somebody's going to ask him. You know, so who is it tomorrow? Are you signing with uh, Edmonton? Ottawa? <laughs> who is it, you know? And, and you know, kind of what Ruben's saying in the in the chat. Do you guys think there's a deal already set, and him winning the Norris puts the Sharks in the position to rene- renegotiate a said deal? I, I I am not going to speculate whatsoever. Um. That I'll leave that for other podcasts and blogs to do. I, I like or to me. talk about what is, <laughs> not what might be. Um, I mean, there is, is it a possibility? Yes. Other than that, no idea. I, I would say there is a slight possibility, but at the same time, I mean, like you said, we knew about, about him basically winning the Norris five months ago. I don't think a lot of things are going to be changing. <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, a lot of things could be changing. Not so much, you know, so, um, <laughs> well, hold on. Let, let's, let's do the, uh, other awards here first and we'll get yeah, back to this because I want to blast through these because we did our picks. I don't even know how long ago when the, you know, oh, when the, yeah. um, when the nom started coming out. So all of us on here that took part, this would be, uh, me, Al, uh, puck guy, Landy, Felix, jerk, Ian, Jewels, and, uh, Lacey. <laughs> Uh, evidently for whatever reason, Dana and, and Mark tapped out, uh, uh <laughs> fine. It's fine. Uh, we're unanimous on the heart. We all had Connor. Right. Um, and uh, you know what? And I'm going to do this all fucked up. Like the award show do. I'm going to say the Norris for last, uh, <laughs> which I thought was so stupid. God. Hey, uh, way to keep we, the viewers in. 
<laughs> we all had Olmark. Uh, yep. That was unanimous on our end. First yeah, a hell of a year. Calder. All of us except one person had Manny Beniers. Hmm. Uh, one person had Stuart Skinner. You might want to call that person a hero. Uh, and his name would be Hockey Jerk. But he had <laughs> he had Skinner in that hero move. Uh, Jack Adams had a little bit of movement. Um, let me see. We had uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, six Montgomery votes. And three votes for Lindy Ruff. So, uh, and just for us on here, you had Montgomery. I had Ruff, but I had mm-hmm. Montgomery as my second choice. Um, but so pretty good on the Adams for the Selkie. Uh, another hero. Well, we had a couple of heroes in that. Everybody except Jerk and Ian Reed. Jerk took Matthews. Ian Reed took Jason Robertson from Dallas. Rest of us had Bergeron. At some point, when that fucker retires, they have to rename the Selkie. The they have to make it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they have to. Uh, the Lady Bing, we're all over the place. We had uh, three votes for Kopitar. We had a couple votes for Pavelski. I myself voted for Pat Maroon because I'm funny like that. <laughs> um, it was also a vote for L, um, Pedersen and Josh Bailey. Um, but yeah, my just to let you know, my Lady Bing ballot was uh, Pat Maroon, Nick Delorier, Brady Kachuk, Corey Perry, and Max Nomi. Because I'm funny like that. Because I, oh, I'm geez. sorry, I, I have no respect for the Lady Bing Trophy. Uh, GM of the year? Do they even? No, they that out they there? do that at the draft. Uh, oh, okay, two days from now. Okay, yeah. so anyway, uh, we got uh, half the votes are for Tom Fitzgerald from the Devils. The other half are for Sweeney from the Bruins, and Al Martinet is our resident hero, taking Jim Neal from the Dallas Stars, and the Masterton. This was a good one. The Masterton tonight, of course, was uh, Keller, Stalock, and Latang. I, myself, and Jerk are the only two, or we're, yeah, we're the only guys who had two out of the three that actually made it on stage <laughs> tonight. I had Stalock and Keller. He had Latang and Stalock. To his credit, Jerk had Latang as his number one. Uh, Makes sense. And, and Jules also had Latang with her first choice. So. Um, you know, credit to those guys for uh, making the top picks. But, yeah, it was fun. Uh, but, Jesus, Maroon, not Falloon, you dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Marty. <laughs> uh, get the shit out of your ears, pal. Uh. Um, but, dude, these these award shows, dude, two hours, That's it's an hour too long. It was so, and, and who, who was the host? Uh, Dirk Spentley. I have no idea who the hell that guy is. He's a country singer. And, and that's apparently why has I have kid. no idea who the hell he is. And his his kid, I get it. Like, you want to involve the kids. But that was so cringeworthy. You could see the players that he was on that little platform with. Just like, oh, okay, come on, kid. You'll get through this. Let's go. It, you know, it, it, dude, it was just so cringe. And, and the, you know, the country perform. Like, I understand. Oh, it's about the local flavor. But fuck that. Do that shit locally. Don't subject people you know watching this shit live don't sub- stop I mean, maybe Just two stop. songs but you know <sighs> maybe i i wouldn't even do that and but like come on man let, let let's speed it up here we can we can do all we can do all of this shit in 46 minutes and then you've got 14 minutes of commercials we're all fine you can get through it you know this doesn't have to be a slobber fest it's fine <laughs> you know or if you're gonna if it's gonna be two hours you know what you end with? Two announcements. 
Have they announced where it's going to be next season? Uh, the draft will be in Las Vegas. No, so no, no, the awards. I assume that the awards will be in Vegas as well. So they, so that's just the new thing now. Wherever the awards are, they're always going to be wherever the draft is. My guess is yes. Okay, and I'm fine with that. So you know what the what the um, the headlining act of this should have been the the you know the the finishing move. Hmm. It should have been, and you know the all these awards have been handed out. This is fantastic. <clears throat> Here are the opening nights for every team. Oh, like I agree. They, they just give you. The first game of ever regular every regular uh, every regular season game. Yeah. So you know if your home team is starting home or away, but you give them and and you know who the opponent is. First, first game. First game. That's your teaser, and then by the way, you'll get the rest of the schedule tomorrow at three p.m. Pacific or three p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Or noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, whatever you want to do, yeah. that would have been the move. That's nope. the move right there. Instead, join us tomorrow at 8 when we finally know when the Sharks will have their schedule. Oh, dude, I, I, re- I posted this on Twitter. Dude. I really, really hope they <laughs> finally have like gotten it together and like you know everybody's talked with everybody and said, um, hey, wouldn't it be great? If we all posted this at the exact same time on our platforms, instead of letting it dribble out the way where I knew, uh, you know, when it was the last scheduled day, because for some reason the sharks are always last to the bowl on this. I don't know why, but I knew every game that uh, the, the sharks were playing against their divisional opponents three hours before the sharks schedule came out. That's, that's a problem. Yeah. It's just, Put them all out at the same well, time. Or or for that matter, you know, uh, let's find out everybody's preseason schedule. And the Sharks still haven't put theirs out. We know about, what, four of the games already? Yeah. Including one that's in Salt Lake City. Yeah, a couple uh, against Vegas, a couple against the Kings. It's like, kid, God, man, just put it all out there. I'm assuming there's going to be two against the Ducks. I assume two against the Ducks, uh, you know. Uh, that's usually how they've done it. Well, and in and preseasons years. are so weird because there's some teams that'll play like six games. There's other will play like nine. Yeah. Well, I know LA and Arizona are going to Melbourne uh, for the global series in Australia. Uh, and there's, you know, and there's a couple others that are doing the global series early on. Uh, that'll do their global series challenge like the Sharks did this past year. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see. <laughs> Hold on, dude. Who is it? Uh, Sportsnet stat. Ian calling it out. This is great. Connor McDavid was one vote shy of being a unanimous Hart Trophy winner. One shy. Somebody gave Pasta their one vote. Want to bet that was Jack Edwards? Oh, bet you. I I would bet money that it was Jack Edwards. <laughs> but the, bet all, there's always a hero. Money. Bro. Always a hero. Bet <laughs> money that was somebody in Boston. <sighs> or, or, or let's be honest. Let's be honest, though. It could have been somebody from Calgary. <laughs> oh, dude, what do you think about McDavid kind of uh, writing Calgary at the beginning at the, with the Hart Trophy? Oh, speech? come on! I like, love Ooh. it. Love it. Love it. I'm like, oh love man, it, shade it. already. Dig it. I'm here for it. Like yeah. it, all of a sudden, I'm like, this might be worth tuning in for. And then Dirks Bentley started talking, and I went, maybe not. <laughs> well. I mean, uh, is there going to be anybody in Calgary to play for Calgary? 
Is there going to be a place to play? We got to, you know, I'm waiting for them to to break ground on a new stage. How fucked up is it? It feels like the athletics and the flames have been waiting the same amount of time to get a new fucking building. (laughs) And Calgary's finally pulled it off. Calgary's finally pulled it off. um, Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I have other things to talk about, but uh, (laughs) do do you have something you want to finish off with Uh, awards? Well, Marty Tease, thank you for the kind words about the jacket. I don't know if you could see the tie or anything yet, but there oh, you go. Oh, you should, you should see him in the full suit, bro. Yeah. They're, they're, they, dude, he has pants that go with it. <laughs> they're literally f- photos of him floating around next to Jonathan Becker. That's right. right. And even Becker was very proud of me wearing that in the heat. Uh, geez. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, oh, yeah. That was like September, wasn't it? Oh, God. October. That was not fun. Uh, Drew O asking, is the rookie scrimmage going to be streamed? Yes. It should be. No, it, not it should be. It will be. Good. Yes. Because uh, otherwise I was breaking 6, up the iPhone. Yeah, no. July 6th, 6 p.m., the rook, or the prospect scrimmage will, in fact, be broadcast. Good. And that'll be at Tech C Arena to finish up the uh, prospect camp. Yes. Uh, indeed. Uh, <laughs> I'm already saying that was the most personality I've ever seen from McDavid. Dude, anytime I see McDavid, all I can do is picture him in that uncomfortable photo with that asian couple at an airport (laughs) like i've nobody in my life has ever looked that that uncomfortable uh eric carlson's on nhl network with jamie hirsch well i'm expecting him to join here on the uh zoom in in a hot minute let me see if Um, he's singing particular (laughs) so uh but we'll be at the um sharks prospect scrimmage on the 6th uh, we'll be there live, but uh, because they are broadcasting it, we're limited to what we can do during the game. But after it, all bets are off, baby. Oh, come on, let's let's be honest. We're gonna after dark this bitch. Well, to to be let's be to be fair. Um, it's it's on July sixth, mm-hmm. right? Wednesday night. Yeah, Wednesday night. Is that a Wednesday or is that a Thursday? Um, I, I don't, I don't know. No, I think that's a Thursday. Oh no, you're right, Thursday because. Fourth of July is right. Tuesday. Days are <laughs> we're in the off season. Come on. Okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But I just gotta <laughs> check. I gotta check one little tidbit, one little piece of information, only simply to uh, confirm what my thought might be. But we're gonna check it anyway. So uh-huh. looking it up, and boom, July sixth. Yes, this is what I thought. Okay, this is a, this upsets me. July sixth. Mm-hmm. The Athletics are playing in Detroit, and the game starts at ten in the morning local time. Oh, which to me, <clears throat> which me to me says you could broadcast this on NBC Sports California. And if you remember, we spoke to oh my gosh, what was his name? Eric, Eric Runstrom. Yeah, we spoke to him last summer, talking about like the new jerseys at the Cuda we're going to unveil, along with. Tech CU, the newborn, all the things that were going to happen. And one of the things that we were told was that it was in the works to broadcast three to five Barracuda games on some way that they would be consumable on TV. Now, there, it could have been Cron, it could have been whatever, but CW44. Like, whatever. But the, I mean, like the smart money was, well, why not put it on the NBC Sports channel that you already have ties to, you've already. You know, got all the wires set up. Just do it there. And let's be honest, aside from them playing actual games, what the hell else do they have to show except infomercials? 
So I would love it if it'll be broadcast on there. You know, it, it's funny. Uh, you know, you mentioned all the stations. Um, it'll probably just be on the, their YouTube o channel. But Oakland whatever. Roots are on KTVU Plus. I think the Sacramento River Cats are on the CW44 Cable 12. Um, it's like, come on, guys. Can, can we, you know. What the hell else is there to watch on July 6th in the evening if the athletics aren't playing? That's my point. It's a replay of the game. Ugh. They'll literally replay the game. F you. Dude, I, I, I might go so far as to say that whatever A's home game is played the week beforehand on a Thursday at Oakland mm -hmm. versus the prospect, the Barracuda might outdraw Oakland. I'm just saying. Uh, that's painful. Right. Okay. Um, dude, I'm about ready to kill this Zoom call if Eric ain't showing up, dude. <laughs> Arrogant <laughs> bastard making everybody work. <laughs> hey, he's about to have some fun in Nashville. I don't blame him. Uh, obviously, oh, dude, he's, I, dude, him and Melinda about to make a third one. Oh, coming hot. <laughs> uh, he, he didn't briefly mention what he said on the uh, on the interview with Jamie Hirsch on NHL Network. You know, I've uh, definitely uh, learned with the opportunities. Uh, that I had, I'm fortunate to have what I have, um, but I want to go out there and win. Um, the 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 goofy ass stand up. I was told I wasn't paying that much attention, but the goofy ass stand up that they had like lead into that. Did he say the Morris Trophy? Uh, I had two people like send me DMs and another one text me. They're like, dude. The, the opening guy just called it the James Morris trophy. And I'm like, oh, fuck's sakes. I'm like, I'm like did, did Fanatics produce this? That's next year, my friend. Oh, uh, you're not wrong. You know, I, I look forward to seeing the <sighs> Fanatics jerseys make their debut at next year's draft in Vegas, which um, I'm, I'm calling credentials for. Are you a jerk? Where is that? It's in Vegas. Oh, knock yourself out. Hell yeah. Let's yeah, go. No, dude. Vegas in July? Fuck you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's 110 no. outside. I won't be wearing this. That's for darn sure. Yeah. New, 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 new. Oh, speaking of Vegas, though, so some other things that we can, like, jump to that I I, ha I had some things to say. I was gonna save Hill. I was going to save this until Sunday. I was going to try to talk to Jerk, but Jerk seems completely uninterested in talking <laughs> hockey during the offseason. Uh, the cup odds came out. Uh, dude. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Vegas, the, the, the betting gurus there, the guys that call all the shots, the reason why Vegas exists, because, you know, they make money. The cup odds are out. The gambling world has San Jose in a race for the bottom yet again. Yep. This, but this time with, oh, oh, look, Chicago's there again. But Montreal and Philadelphia, all of them, all four of those teams at 150 to 1, Anaheim and Arizona at 125 to 1, Columbus at 100 to 1. So, I think that is Vegas saying, yeah, we don't think Carlson's going to be here either. Or no, the, the Sharks suck so bad even with Carlson. <laughs> yeah, so without just saying, you know, like Eklund, Bortolo, whoever comes in, whoever they sign in the office, they can only do so much or until they figure out uh, some sort of stopgap 
uh, you know, whoever I'm dying to see if they're going to match up with Kakinen. But that's going to be the interesting one. You know, the 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 one you know who I've, I'm giving the horse eye to to kind of pull up some slack. A lot of people thought, well, Mario himself said, oh, you know, with Burnsy gone, I got to pick up some offensive slack. But <laughs> no, you've proven that no, don't do that. Well, see, that's the big but thing, Hen- dude. Henry Thrun. Henry Thrun, you think takes over EK spot? Uh, I mean. I would, out of all the blue liners, I will say he will finish in the top two of points producers next season. Someone clip that. At this, let's 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 make sure he gets some yeah, foreseen it. points. I mean, if the Sharks end up, you know, yeah, if the Sharks end up getting like fucking all of an you know, OEL, <laughs> just just like lands in their lap. After, didn't he just get bought out? Yeah. So you can sign anywhere for nothing? Yeah. Right. Like if, if for some reason OEL ends up in San Jose trying to like make a name <laughs> for himself true. to get moved at the deadline, then okay, yeah. That but uh mm, I don't know. I got a I got a vibe about Thrun, man. Uh, I digs me some Thrun. Yeah, Thrun looks like puts a himself in the right guy. yeah, right spot at the right time. Yeah. Uh oh, hold on, Carlson coming on here. Gotcha. Logan Teal asking me oh. when am I gonna buy a Nicholas Malosh jersey? Um Jokes Hello. on you! I already did. Uh, All right, do you guys, do you guys want to hear this? Yeah, let's hear it. Right, see what I can get here. Hopefully, this will come through, everybody. Today can be about your season and what what it is what did this season mean to you to have this type of season? No, I obviously feel very good with where I'm at, both personally and professionally uh, so yeah uh, you know I think this was a season where uh, we're going to choose to take all the, the good parts from it and try and learn from from every situation that uh, was thrown at me throughout the year and, and uh, try and grow from it I still feel like uh, oh, I had a fantastic year and I felt good the whole way uh, but I still feel like uh, there there's work and uh, that's what uh, makes me excited to you say more to their points. Be- I don't know. Uh, it can be points or not. I just think as a whole, I think that, um, you know, I feel really good about my game. I feel really good about myself right now. And, and I'm excited uh, to be at the place that I'm at. Right? Uh, so I'm very much, uh, much as I try and stay in the moment, uh, uh, it's uh, reflecting back as, as, as much as I, I can at this stage. Uh, gives me a lot of joy and I think that uh, that's the most important thing that uh, maybe I had been missing for for a little bit is just enjoying hockey again I, mean, I love I love to play the sport and I love what I do and and I think that uh, that really showed us very positive feel after uh compared to winning first different um you know I'm a lot older now I have two small kids I've gone through a lot in my life uh, that I didn't have when when I first won when I was 21. Um, so it means it means a lot. I think that I can grasp uh, everything around it and, and appreciate uh, things that come with it a little bit differently than maybe I did when I was 21. Whatever the other one was, 23 or something like that, was a long time ago. Uh, so uh, so I'm just very very joyful right now. I think and uh, you know I'm, like I said, I'm going to enjoy it as much as I can, but at the same time. I'm, I'm probably more excited about the future. Seems like a pretty uh, 
nervous during that speech. I was. I, I, they kept, my wife kept asking me the whole time if I was nervous, this, that. I was like, no, it's fine. Kind of know how this works and, you know, what to expect. But I think that when the first, when the time finally came, I got, yeah, I got nervous. This, you know, it, it is a different situation and, and uh, you know, it hits you a little bit differently than, than you think sometimes. So once I got up there and uh, start seeing everybody and, and talking, uh, I lost my words pretty fast. I had to get out of there. Just like this? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Uh, so it's, uh, no. Uh, but yes, I think uh, no matter how many times you've done this or been through this, I think that this moment is a very special one, and, and uh, you can never really prepare your body uh, for how it's going to react when something like this happens. So uh, it was nice to get that feeling. It's been fun. Sure. Erica, you didn't uh, win the the Lindsay Award. What did it mean to be nominated to buy your fingers? No, it's obviously great. I mean, I voted for for Connor. Uh, <laughs> kind of expecting him to win. I think that you know, he is uh, my generation probably the the best player uh, that I've seen. So. Uh, but just to be in, in, in the mentioning for me uh, means a lot. Uh, you know, I take a lot of pride and, and respect in what I do. And, and uh, you have the guys that you compete on or compete against on a daily basis. Uh, you name that high. Uh, for me, the stage I'm in in my career right now means a lot. Eric, so the, the league announced we're not going to do pride jerseys. The Sharks wore pride jerseys last year. I'm just wondering what you feel about that. I, I, don't, I don't know. I haven't even... Uh, really thought about it to be honest so it's, it's a hard question for me to to answer and at the same time you know, we don't really get say in the whole matter um, so I think that it's probably a question for for the guys in, in charge that that makes those decisions said the one thing about you is they put so much responsibility on you so to do that is that a big part of why you feel the way you do right now and start to head to look at your that you were able to have. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I was very fortunate to uh, get drafted by Ottawa coming to a city and a, and a country where hockey is the biggest thing. And, and you know, having guys like Daniel Albertson and Jason Spetsa and Chris Phillips uh, kind of show the way. And, uh, you know, I think that, um, you know, Responsibility was something that I was taught fairly early on in my career by by a lot of good people, and I think that uh, the stage I'm at now, I think that I've I've kind of figured out a pretty good way for myself how to how to deal with it in, in a positive way. So it's not easy sometimes, but uh, I I love responsibility and I love high goals and, and I love uh, I love the pressure. Eric, I think that just the injury that. Do you ever imagine your I mean, I was always, uh, you know, in my own eyes, uh, you know, this is where I belong. This is where I should be every single year, even though that's pretty hard to do and, and hasn't happened, obviously. But uh, I always believed in myself. Obviously, uh, being healthy for, for a long period of time has has really uh, given me a perspective on, on how important it is to take care of your body and yourself. Obviously, there's certain things you can't control, and uh, I just think that uh, right now the most important thing is, is to stay healthy. Um, and obviously, that played a major factor um, into 
you have such a uh, huge offensive season compared to previous years? I mean, again, it's hard to say. I think uh, you know the entire coaching staff and with Mike Bird who came in. I think uh, you know we uh, we got some rejuvenation, and and I think the guys really bought into it and enjoyed it. And, and like I said, uh, it was a tough year for us. We did not win very many games, and, and when you don't do that, uh, when when that's what everybody wants to do, it, it can easily uh, go one way or another. But the coaching staff and, and especially my teammates, I think. Made, a, made it really important that we come to the rink every day and, and put the work in and, and enjoy what we're doing. Uh, and, and we did that. And, and I think that that's why uh, a lot of us individually had pretty good years, even though, uh, you know, team success was not at the level that we want, but we're, we're still feeling like we're pulling in the same direction. And it gives us a sense of purpose. Uh, so I think that he handled that uh, with his entire staff and, his, and throughout the entire team. I don't know. Uh, that's a pretty tough one. And, then, and again, not something that uh, you know, has really ever crossed my mind. Uh, like I said, I'm, I'm trying my hardest to enjoy the moment that I'm in. Uh, you, if you start looking too far behind or too far ahead, then uh, time moves even faster. And uh, I've been, I think, 14 years now, and it still feels like it's my second. So what's a bigger honor, this or the Victoria Prize? Uh, if you ask my dad, it's the Victoria Prize. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I haven't gone there and, and, and done that thing yet, but, uh, you know, that's obviously another thing that uh, beats a lot to me, especially being in Sweden. And, you know, I don't get to spend as much time there uh, as I would like anymore. But it doesn't mean that uh, I'm still, still my home and, and, you know, place that I grew up in. And I hold it very dear. Uh, so I'm very much looking forward to, uh, to going back to Sweden and enjoying that part too. Excited to meet, uh, or he's excited to meet the royal family? He is, yes. Very excited. <laughs> I've met him uh, a, a few times. Uh, so I might be a little bit more comfortable than him uh, around him. So, uh, but he is very much looking forward to that, yes. Fast Again, I think he's he's a perfect example of a guy that uh, you know stays in the moment and enjoys what he's doing. That uh, I don't know for a fact, but I'm, I'm sure that most of his creativity and, and his style of play comes from just enjoying the game of hockey, which is, uh, you know, like I said, I think very underrated and important thing to have uh, as a player, uh, no matter where you are, how old you are, and uh, you know, I hope he uses that. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, we can all agree that he definitely has the talent level to uh, to be a top player in the league on a, on a daily basis now. And uh, again, I'm sure that same as me, he's, he's excited for his future. Thanks, Eric. Perfect. Thank you, guys. Yes. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks, everyone. I appreciate the uh, the time here. All right, then. So there you go. Little uh, little chatter from uh, Eric Carlson post winning his third Norris Trophy. Uh, I'm I'm not going to call the guy. I think I know who it is. Why you would ask him about pride jerseys after winning his third Norris, I don't know, but I'm not going to uh, 
dump on anybody. Lord knows I've asked stupid questions in in my time, but uh, I, I would think time and place on that, and that definitely did not seem to be the right time or the right place to ask that right. question. But um, they're, aside they're from to get that, something in, you know. yeah, I mean, I hope to God that that was just like an honest misread of, of the situation and not somebody who was purposely trying to stir the pot for clicks. Um, I really hope that that was the case. Uh, I, I feel like this um, whole warm up jersey announcement from a couple weeks ago has so really fucking stupid. Well, see, this is something that I also wanted to get into. Um, you know, I got a few things here. Um, let's <laughs> look. We'll 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 get to the jersey thing in a minute. Uh, we we were talking about cup odds. So that being said, um, are you are you kind of there with Vegas? Like, you think San Jose is going to make another uh, run for the border with Chicago and Montreal and Philly? Well, I think Chicago's going to improve because they are have so much Will cap they space. <laughs> they can't get. You're going to have a lot of cap space if you don't spend it correctly. I'm just saying. I mean, well, yeah, I mean, you're going to have the best player out of the draft, but still. Yeah, I I just look at if you move Eric Carlson. How many of those games did he single handedly play? I think what he he, got, he was on the board with like what forty three to fifty percent of all I, the goals would, this year. I was going to say, I, I would I would venture to say that there are probably 12 to 15 games that without Carlson, the Sharks don't have a hope in hell of winning. And that's 10 wins. Yeah. And you're 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 on the verge of breaking records for how much you suck. Yeah. So I mean, you, that's you think, so San Jose is on a on a race for the border for you right as it stands right now, as it stands right now, unless they do something drastically. Now, I would love to be wrong because I would love to grow a playoff beard again. No, I think one more season of totally sucking might just get us there. But hey, you know, <laughs> another Noah Gregor hat trick away. Hey, and... now. I don't, no, a, a week of three straight wins. Oh, God. Against what? Vegas and uh, what, Arizona and Colorado. Right. <laughs> like, seriously, come on. Uh, um, June 12th. So again, this is just like shit that has just happened. We're 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 cleaning house, people, is what we're doing. <laughs> we're cleaning house, and in, and in fact, before I go further, thanks to everybody who's joined us so far tonight. Yes. Want to mention that we will have uh, Ian Jewels and Mark yes. will have their uh, draft of Palooza on Wednesday. So join us live at what everything four Pacific it starts. Yeah, four Pacific is when it starts. Um, Could go I, till eight in the morning. We don't know. <laughs> oh, we so really don't. they'll just roll right in around you. <laughs> they could, we do, dude. Do not question Ian's result. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, and uh, I'll be checking in from the draft party uh, time to time on Wednesday. Right. Will you be uh, buying the hat? I don't know what hat it is, but if it's the Fanatics draft hat, no disrespect to the Sharks organization, that hat sucks. You All don't right. even have the right. <laughs> striping on it back to you follow it on twitter and we'll see did eric buy the hat <laughs> um on june 12th the athletic laid off a ton of nhl writers yeah. including sharks beat guy cory massasak um my my comment on this uh as if anybody gives a shit um 
it it does suck to see the athletic laying off so many. You don't want to see report, you know, beat guys and everything. They're the ones that find these little nuggets in the back room that nobody talks about. Uh, right. To see that a lot of them were NHL guys sucks as an NHL fan, but yeah. the sport at large, let's be honest, doesn't draw the eyes of the other big three. Uh, so, I mean, but my other thing is <laughs> it was probably bound to happen if you look at some of the lesser sites that literally borderline plagiarize them. I mean, you can look at the NBCS site, like the official site of the Sharks broadcast, the athletic broadcast, that whoever was working there at the time, I, you know, there was a group of, of people that would post on the NBCS website, and I always joked that it was like, whoever drew the short straw that morning had to be the person that wrote that day's Sharks article. But there were a couple of times when Kevin Kurz was at The Athletic and would read what they wrote and would tweet out, are you guys serious with this? Because it was, it, was, it was borderline plagiarism, you know? And so, like, they would, they would take, like, the meat. They would take 70% or just, like, they'd pull all the quotes out of Kurz's article, then add, like, a couple, like, two or three sentences, usually, like, stats of the person that was, that was being spoken about, and that was, and pass it off as their own article. And so, you know, and at least in music, when you rip somebody off, when you rip off somebody else's work, you have to pay them. <laughs> you know, do, anybody remember, did, did you ever see, uh, was it Godzilla? I was, what, there was some movie where Puff Daddy did a song called Come With Me. Oh, and, and um, I know, oh gosh. Was it and, Godzilla? Yeah, so it, and it had the, the background, do, 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 Yeah, Led Zeppelin's yeah. Cashmere. Thank you. It was basically Puff Daddy rapping over Cashmere. It was so widely mocked that even Saturday Night Live did a bit where they had a skit where they played they played the Come With Me, you know, Puff Daddy's, and they're like, okay, guys, we have some ideas. And they literally, like, brought in three different instrumentals of, like, some of the most popular songs in the world, and they're like, Okay, rapper, whoever was popular then, I don't know, fucking Jay-Z, who was big at the end of the, you know, 90s, Mace, whatever. And they literally played the song, and all the person did was, like, puts on the on the headphones, goes up to the microphone, waits, hears, like, the hook, and goes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, Dude, it's a hit. And it's like, yeah, because it was a hit 30 years ago, but yeah. <laughs> Godzilla in 1998 from uh, the Greece. So thank you, the Greece. But anyway, my point being is that this is this it's it's almost it's similar to the music industry in the late 90s with Napster and everything like that. Like you have people that are doing quality work. They need to be paid for that work. And then you you get assholes who they buy the subscription and then they post it on all the social media channels full top to bottom. So other people aren't buying it. And then you wonder, oh, I don't understand why the Athletics is losing all these writers. It's sad. <laughs> it's, it's fucking sad. Shang has done a very good job, you know, with, with what he has, uh, with what he's got going. I understand. I, I am a huge fan of Shang's writing. I'm not a big fan of his website only because dude has to make a buck. So, right. you know, it, it's, it's inundated. You got to get, it's a maze of ads. But I, but I understand it. I right. still support it. I still go through it. But 
And the Shang, athletic, hope you're having fun tonight in Nashville. Yeah. <laughs> but the athletic, you know, was sold as this whole thing of like, we're going to have quality. You're not going to get ads. And then what happened? They were bought out by the journal. And within a month, all of a sudden you saw ads on there and you're like, motherfucker. Yeah. Was no. it the was it the journal? No, New York Times. Excuse me, New York Times. Yeah, I knew. I, I felt like I wasn't correct about that. Right anyway. in that area. Yep. Uh, June twenty first. So just about a month or a month ago, week ago. Fuck, it's going by quick, isn't it? A uh, week ago, uh, the Athletic put out the NHL team attendance tracker. This is going to oh, blow your mind. Boy. Blow your mind. So on the good side, your top five: Vegas, Boston. Sure. Colorado, Seattle, and Tampa. So you're like looking at that going, oh, okay, so you're telling me the teams responsible for the last four cup wins are drawing well? What a shock. And then, <laughs> oh, the other team that drew really well, Boston. Oh, you mean that team that sent the points record? <laughs> and then, oh, the NHL's brand newest team. They also drew well. I am shocked. <laughs> like, you know, when you win, it's good. Bottom five. Anaheim, Chicago, Buffalo, San Jose, Florida. Who does Florida have to blow to fill their barn? It's, you know, it's the same thing with the Sharks in 2016. Their basketball team just steals their thunder. (sighs) Oh, is that what it was? Because the heat went to the fucking ship too? Yeah. God, yeah, but this was this was regular season though. But obviously, the Heat would have had to have done well to well, you know get there. That, that and look at the regular season the Panthers had. They well also it, look at uh, where the arena for the Heat is located it, versus where the arena for the Panthers. No, that's another good point too. And you know this might be a little controversial, but you look at where the arena is in San Jose and go, mm, it's not San Francisco. Now that. Nice, dude, bright, dude, shiny dude, chase dude, center is. A lot of people. Dude. If you've been to San Francisco lately, it's not a place that on my fucking vacation list. I'm, unless it's Third and King, or maybe down around there. No, I, about I'm, Third and King. That's about as far as I'm willing yeah, to go. No, uh, I, 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 and I love the city. I, I love. Oh, there's see, some, anyway. I, well, there's um, there's two restaurants I would go to, but you know now now it's a little sus. Uh, the other thing that should be noted, okay, San Jose they finished dead last. They were the only team to not break 80% selling at their barn on the season. Ouch. Uh, but now, to be fair, to be fair, it be should fair. be noted, Warriors had a very competitive season this year, went to the playoffs. 49ers were an amazing story to watch this season with three different quarterbacks. Yep. Uh, the Giants were, you know, obviously, you know, we're talking spring training shit like that, but. There were some notable names. People were like, really? Mm, okay, kind of interesting. There was the whole, uh, who was that? Who was that, that? There was the talk of Aaron Judge, right? But then there was, who was the other schmo that like failed his physical? Oh, Carlos Correa. Yeah. So, the, I mean, there was a lot of talk about them in February, March. And then the one thing that I don't think anybody gives enough credence to, the Barracuda have a brand new building, <laughs> you know? And so... That yeah, I think that took some people. It's a very small, you know, margin, but still, I think it's enough. But anyway, it's it still just goes back to the whole thing of like, oh, okay, Anaheim, Chicago, Buffalo, San Jose. So like four of the worst teams in the league drew the worst in attendance. The the best five teams over the last two years drew the best. Like okay, so in other words, two plus two equals four. Oh, got it. We're good. Yeah. All right. Um, and, and looking into the chat, you know, Ian saying Seattle is a lot of fun this year. 
Uh, Ruben's saying the thing with San Jose, it's an easy in and out since SJC's eight minutes Hell away. Yeah. Hell yeah. You know, uh, I, I mean, it sucks. <laughs> Hold it on, eight sucks. minutes? You lazy bastard. How slow are you driving? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, it, it sucks. And, you know, here, here's my thing about, you know, if we were to, you know, throw up our hands in the air about how we would want Eric Carlson traded. You move Eric Carlson tr- somewhere else. Who are you putting on the banners? Logan? Uh, Hurdle. Is Hurdle going to be around? There, you know, there's talk about him going to to see bus Tomas hurdle. Who the fuck is saying that? Like Mike Greer literally said, he's the one guy who's not leaving. Does it involve the third overall pick? That's, that's my only guess. You really think who the fuck is saying Columbus is about to raise? I saw it on, on our discord earlier. This uh, oh, today. well, dude, you know what? I, I saw, I mean, if it's on the internet, it must be true. Give yeah, Dickie, fucking Dickie Dunn wrote it. It must be true. No, who the fuck is saying this? I, I didn't see it, but I, I Why I didn't in the see- world would Columbus throw the third pick for Hurdle when they're building... Well, I mean, okay, I can sit there and go, well, the Gaudreau thing completely has not worked out. Maybe they're in kind of a, holy shit, we need to fix this shit now. How old is Hurdle right now? 30? 31? I believe so. Uh, no, he's entering year 10. So what? 29? 29, 30. He'll be 30 in this season. Okay. Is that really the fucking play when you could get potentially? Because there's been a lot of chatter that Anaheim may say, fuck Fantilli, we're getting Mishkoff. And You're going to tell me that Columbus is going to go, oh, you can give us Fantilli? Thank you. You know, that's yeah. Ruben is saying no chance hurdle goes to Columbus. No way in hell. See, I, oh yeah, doesn't have hurdle. Doesn't hurdle have a no trade? Hurdle has a limited no trade. Yeah, well, no. Doesn't he have full no trade now for like the first half, and then after like the third or fourth year, it opens to like a three or a ten team. That's um, what I remember. I'm looking. It was, if I remember correctly, it was like full no move for like the first half of the deal. And then after four years, it like opens to like a three or a five or a ten. Yeah, well, get the, that cap, get that cap friendly rolling, <laughs> my bud. My my thinking is is that maybe he realizes just like Carlson's like, um, shit, I didn't think it was going to be this bad. Oh come on, he's not that dumb. He is so not that dumb. Uh, <clears throat> so looking at it, no move this year, no move next season. Starting 25-26, so for the first three years of it, so last season, this this coming season, and the season after, after full that. no move. After that, starting 25-26, it's modified no trade. So it's 25-26, to 26, or I'm sorry, the 25-26, 20, 27-28. Three-team so for the, trade for, list. For three, yeah, it's a three-team trade list for the middle three years, and then the last two years, it's a... 15 team trade list so either way that's uh dude i don't know what the fuck they're smoking to sit there and say you know columbus is going to trade their third for her get the fuck out of here (laughs) Uh, all right that was a fun little chuckle thank you for that um (laughs) hey all i'm saying is is if carlson's gonna get moved with a no move hurdle can be like yeah for sure i don't want to move 
<sighs> Again, it's one of those things where, um, oh, Ian is saying Potsline, I guess, is the one who uh, stirred this up, and he's pretty plugged in, though, so it could be interesting. I, I still don't buy it. Not not after what Greer, you know, was saying. I don't, I don't buy it. I, I feel like Hurdle is going to be a lifelong shark. I would want him to be, but I also wanted Carlson to, to stay around to to be that defensive guy because one of the things that I always remember Jerk talking about with Timo is you're going to oh. be – you remember that Timo Meyer guy? I think I don't even think he has a contract yet. But one of the things Jerk's always said about you're going to be you know, searching for years to find another Timo. Not if you get Mitchkoff. But, but Mitchkoff's not from Boston. Yeah, that does piss me off. You know, that's what I'm so worried about getting Smith. Because like we keep making the jokes, it's like, oh, it's a, it, oh, he's got Boston ties. Oh, then he's definitely going to be on San Jose. Like I'm tired of making that joke because it keeps becoming proven true every time. And it's, it's funny. Annoying. And it's funny with the Chicago Boston trade today. Uh, I think it was Ian Mitchell who was with the Hawks now going to Bruins. Oh. Jim McGunnery, you know, there's that tie with him in Denver University. Well, let me ask you this, and I'll put it to the chat as well for, yeah. for the people on the chat. Let's let's. Uh, oh shit, Chris up in the house. What up, Chris? Uh, Kevin Lacey pointing out Mitchkoff's a, a midget compared to Timo. That that's true, but you so know, true. it's not the it's not the days of you know. <laughs> the oh three oh four oh five NHL. They I remember they. Uh, they talked to uh, Paul Correa not that long ago, asking uh, him, "Man, would you, you know, rather be playing uh, today, you know, versus your era when there was so much clutch and grab? Like, you, you wouldn't you have a mo much more free space?" And dude, Paul Correa went, "No, they're a lot faster than I was. <laughs> Everybody's <laughs> and he faster had some than jets. I was." <laughs> yeah, and he's like, you know, he's like, I could pile on these guys because they're all these six foot four Neanderthals, and I could squeeze around them. He goes, "Now nah, they, they'd all catch me." <laughs> They'd all blow by me. So let me ask you this then. If say that, and again, I hate doing the fucking mock bullshit. It's so <laughs> retarded. I fucking hate it. Get ready, but, folks. Here but, comes mock draft. I, I'm not mocking it. I'm, I, I'm, I'm not going to mock draft it. I just want to ask for shits and giggles. If overwhelming predictions, wisdom proves to, tr to be true and Fantilli, Carlson, and Bedard are off the board at four. <sighs> Would you take Mitchkoff or somebody else? I'm not even going to say, like, you could sit there and say, pull Ryan Leonard out your ass and be like, hey, they're calling him the third Kachuk guy. Like, no, 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 no. Like, you can take literally anybody or Mitchkoff if Fantilli, Carlson, and Bedard are off the board. Who? What? What's your play there? So here, here's my thing. It, See, I, I literally asked him basically I know, yes or I'm no question. I'm, try, I'm trying to think. <laughs> I, know. I, 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 I would, but nothing I would, happens. <laughs> right. Uh, I, I mean, I'd go Mitchkoff. Okay, I, I am of the same thing. I'm like, you know what? Swing for the fences because once in a while you're going to get all ball. Right. And clearly that, that didn't happen with Ryan Merkley. But I appreciated the swing because it felt like it was the first time in a while the Sharks took the bat off their shoulder. Yeah. And I, I, I'm, I'm taking Mitchkoff. Okay, let me ask me If available. Now, let me ask you this. Let's say the Ducks take Mitchkoff at two. 
They need uh, best what, available. Best available? Van Philly or Carlson? Who would you rather have? Chat, join us in this in this uh, conversation here. It, it, no, it's not who would I rather have. It's best available. Who would I rather have? Bedard. Oh, well, obviously. best available. Yeah. So if you're telling me that, you know, that that Bedard, Bedard's obviously going to be off the board. Mitch, if you're saying Anaheim takes Mitchkoff, it's going to be a combination of Fantilli, Carlson, whoever. I mean, there's people saying Zach Benson could jump up that high. Uh, Ryan Leonard could stand out. It's it's just the whole of best player available. There's also been talk of, uh, I mean, oh, shit, who was it? There, there's somebody trying to cobble together picks to, like, get f- four or five. Who was that? Uh, was it Montreal was trying to no. go move up? Nope, nope, not Montreal, not Philly. Who, uh, I don't think it was Philly. There was There was some, oh, God, there's been a couple of things that – there's some team that was like trying to cobble together some shit to either try to get two, four, or five. Who, who's um, who's draft? Who? Let me see. Hold on. Let's let's pull this up uh, uh, real quick here. NHL 2023 draft order, and I want to say, oh, fuck, was it Philadelphia? It might have been Philadelphia. Uh, Kevin Lacey mentioning if Fantilli actually fell to four, can you imagine the offers Greer would receive in the five-minute window? <laughs> well, I, I think it was – you know what? I'm thinking it might have been Philly because Philly has the seventh and the 22nd pick. So it was like cobbling both of those together to move to like four. And is that a play that that Greer entertains? And it's like you're – you know, if <laughs> especially – Say, and again, I hate doing this hypothetical <laughs> bullshit. I fucking hate it. Mock draft but if 3.0. Bedard, if Bedard, Mitchkoff, and Fantilli are off, and they're not that high on Smith, they're not, you know, like they think Carlson is good, but hey, you know what? Whoever we're going to get at seventh, they're going to be comparable, and you're going to give me a 22nd on top of it when we already have 26 and 36? Hmm. You know? But I'm pretty sure what I read, it was Philly taking both of their first round picks, sandwiching those to move up from seven to four, possibly two. Obviously, if they're moving to two, Philly's going to add in a little little more. But we saw what Greer did last year moving down. Would he, you know, if, if, he, if, he, if his eye is on the prize and it's Mitchkoff and he's not there because Anaheim pulls – Maybe he entertains that idea. But if Fantilli's at four, I think you got to grab him. That's and I would agree. But okay, say it's Bedard, Mitchkoff, and Fantilli. <laughs> so is Carlson? Then is Carlson the one that keeps you at four, or do you sit there and go, "Hey, you know what? I'm fine moving down three spots and picking up the twenty second as well." Yeah. Kevin uh, Lacey in the chat. It would yeah. take. Two top ten picks to ever get me to consider trading for. In this draft, I, I could totally see that. <clears throat> the best part of all of this bullshit, all of this ridiculous hyperbole, which again I I, I hate getting into. <laughs> I want to see. You know, what the best part would be is there's like two out of like two thousand mock drafts that have been done. There's like two 
that have Mitch Kopp going second. So just like you're gonna blow 1,900 mock drafts out of the fucking water well, it's, on the second pick. Well, if it's you do not. That. How many? How many brackets were there when Florida upset oh, Boston Florida and Seattle? Yeah, upset Colorado. Yeah, no, of course. But I just get a big kick out of the whole thing. It's like, dude, dude I, I saw something posted like in the last day or so. It was a mock draft through all seven fucking rounds. I'm like, who has the time? Like one through 32. Sure. AJ, when the hockey season's over, there's literally that little to do. I get it. I mean, we're, we're... Holy fuck. And the whole thing is that once, once a trade happens, it's over, you know, right. It's just, ugh. anyway, <laughs> but we'll, we'll can, a, what finish it can, off and then we got to move on. Yeah. No, looking at Ricky Barton Slager, I would take six and 12 from Arizona for four and a heartbeat. Um, you Ooh, have, that's not bad. Uh, Jack Olson. Isn't Arizona swimming in picks? Well, yeah, they're swimming in picks too. Don't uh, they have like twenty four this draft? Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jack Olson saying, "I would love Ryan Leonard if a trade down was involved." Obviously, has that power game and tenacity that Chuck Chuck. Easy for me to say. Chuck displayed that is so important. Just in tight. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, he also has a good two-way game shot and playmaking ability. Huh, that kind of sounds like some guy who wore an 11 here for a while. Mm. Um, you know, so. Um, yeah. So we'll, we'll all find out what happens on Wednesday. If you want to find out what happens with us live. Join again, us. Yeah. Uh, Ian, Jewels, and Mark are going to be uh, talking it all up for, uh, let's see if they can break last year's record. Because last year's record, not going to lie, pretty fucking impressive. Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> so let's finish off some other stuff that has happened over this last month. We're going to touch on, touch on just a, a few little things. Um, in case you fucking missed it, uh, you know, in case you live under a rock, the, the NHL is, uh, you know, Gary Bettman was part of the, uh, NHL. They're not going to wear, specialty jerseys during warm-ups anymore oh, f- here we go <sighs> all right now, I mean, honestly like i i uh, i, I mm-hmm. it's it's the fact of on one hand i'm like eh, you know it's, it, it's it sucks because it brings a lot of attention at least on that night what it's about and on the other hand i'm like oh big fucking deal (laughs) and the 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 first thing that got me was the the mass spreading of misinformation i don't know how many goddamn articles i saw that said nhl bans warm-up jerseys and it's like you're there's more context to it than that it's like they're not going to wear specialty jerseys during warmups. They haven't banned the specialty jerseys, but the way that they worded those articles, they made it sound like they did. And it's kind of, look, the teams, they can still make the jerseys. They're still going to auction them. The players can, the players that want to wear them can wear them during the morning practice. They still sign them. They still get auctioned. I know some people going, you know, oh, they're not going to make near as much money because there weren't, weren't worn during warm-up dude i've seen some of these jerseys going for twenty five hundred dollars and charity is charity i've also seen jerseys over the last season or two 
that were worn during warmups that didn't get a single fucking bid. And they were worn during warmups. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like, give me a fucking break. So it's, they're still going to get worn. They're still going to be auctioned. Is this the best compromise? You can debate it. I, I, I still think the spotlight should be on the cause. But no one loves clickbait more than the NHL media at large, and this get, got them a ton of clicks last season. But this conversation has a lot of nuance. And last season was so binary. It's like, you're, if you wear the jersey, you're an ally. You don't wear it, you're a bigot or you're a racist or whatever here. And, uh, dude, we don't know what that particular player has been through, nor is it our business. But the point is, the media and the selective outrage and virtue signaling by the, you know, the SJKWs blew all of this out of proportion. I'd rather see the positive stories get this much traction, but they never seem to do. But, look. The thing that's really going to bake my noodle is that when that first specialty jersey starts to roll out, I guarantee you the stories that are written about it, it's they're going to put in this whole thing of like not worn during warmups because of this and blah, blah, blah. But I'll tell you, you know who nailed it today? Steve Stamkos. Did you see what he had to say? Go ahead. He goes, obviously a tricky situation. I think guys should have the right to do what they want. I think that the thing that is disappointing is when you had players who decided not to wear the jersey for warm-up, they were the headline of the story. It wasn't 99% of other players that wore the jersey and enjoyed wearing it and were proud wearing it, whatever jersey it was, whether it was pride or military, cancer nights, guys take a lot of pride in wearing those types of jerseys. And listen, it should be your decision but the story shouldn't be about the guy that didn't wear it or the one or two guys that didn't. I know that's the world we live in where that's the story. It's not the success part. That seems to get lost in a lot of the mainstream media these days. I understand that's what gets clicks and that's what gets views, but the word distraction gets thrown around and I don't think it had to have been a distraction. It could have been a non-issue while focusing on the good that was coming out of those nights and the money that was being raised and the players that did wear the jerseys those nights. And I think that's been the unfortunate part of it all. Fucking dude, Stamkos, buddy. Now, dude, I want to fucking print that and hang it back here. Now, did you see what aesthetics put out? Uh, nope. The other day, aesthetics. <laughs> yeah, no. no, aesthetics also hit hit the nail on the head. You know, it, it's the thing again. It's the negativity thing. That's what gets the click. So that's what we're going to focus on. Well, of course, but we're letting six players now all of a sudden dictate change in <laughs> policy in Soon the NHL. Five, you think Reimer's going to be? No, I'm kidding. No, well, that's true. <laughs> yeah, good luck. But I mean, the optics of it all of six players who he said. I am not comfortable wearing it, and fine. okay, fine, that's don't fine. Wear don't wear it. You know, we'll keep you out. You, you want to make sure no, you don't even keep them out. Don't, no, there's no reason to keep them out. They don't want to wear that particular jersey. Fine, wear your normal jersey. Yeah, it's you're just gonna stand out a little bit more, right? But yeah, here's but the whole. They're gonna stand a little bit more, but you know what? Who's gonna make the big deal out of it? The media. Well, it's gonna pop out. Of course, it's going to yeah, stick out. The, so then you, it, then you the have to ask. Gonna, they're going to do the clicks, right? But no, the, I, do they need to ask at this point? It's like it's clear. 
they don't support it. Yeah, but what this did was trigger a, a trickle down effect. You know, you saw in baseball, freaking uh, who the hell the Dodger was? Uh, uh, can we can we have oh, God it's hats? The pitcher. It's the um, pitcher. Kershaw. Yeah. I'm like, oh my god, you're trying to let them come in, and the amount of uh, the amount of crap that's been on the ice. And I remember specifically, I, I think it was Minnesota Pittsburgh in the Stanley Cup final. How on the bench, Kevin Stevens and Brian Trache were were just throwing out gay f bombs to Minnesota's Brian Bellows, or, or hell, I'll even use the the that Ted Lasso episode uh, when the AFC Richmond captain goes into the stands after he hears the gay f word uh, after knowing what Colin's gone through. Um, there's there's those what things did you say, bro. <laughs> love that show uh, I, I mean but the, the, the thing, I would like the ball pass the ball to me I'm open I would like the ball please <laughs> my point is and and we've we've discussed this off air n- numerous times it might sound trite where it's a thing but having it in front of people during warm-ups on camera where they're live for pre-game will make a difference and it sucks that it does because yeah you want them to have these jerseys in sale and and i even came from the artist standpoint um i think her name is flyers twitch on twitter made the unbelievable uh canucks pride jersey i think she also did the knights and the kings jerseys this year for the pride jerseys. I got to say that Devils one was nice. That Devils one was great too. But that sucks because now we don't get to see that on ice. And as a guy who saw, you know, on a far less level of importance, who got to see his design on the ice, that's something special. to Not just for the artist, but for the people that it's trying to come through and contact or or the benefit Whoever gets going to benefit, yeah, it's probably going to take a little bit of a hit, you know, and it just just, fucking sucks. But I do understand from another perspective that I I understand that some people are just kind of like, I look at sports as like an escape from the real world. The last thing I want is like political or whatever, this type of stuff being thrown in my face. Like I just came here to watch hockey. On, okay. on that, I can also understand that aspect of it. This, To me, this seems like a good compromise, which I feel <sighs> as though we haven't had enough. It seems like over the last five, six years, everything has been, it's either black or white. It's either off or on. It's, it, it's one or the other where this is, this is compromise. The players aren't going to wear them during warm-up, yet the players that want to wear them during morning skate will be allowed and they'll sign it. The charities will still have money raised for them because they will be worn, they will be autographed, they will be amazing designs. To me, And then this also gives that evening the opportunity to have the good spotlighted instead of it being on focused on one player that wouldn't wear it. You know what I mean? I think this is a good compromise. It's is every compromise the best overall thing? No, but that's what compromise is. 
And Chris mentioning sports is an escape for me too, but I just don't get triggered by jerseys during a warm up. So, and that, I'm the same way, but dude, we unfortunately we live in a fucking society where people literally sit on their fucking phone waiting to bitch about something, waiting until their delicate sensibility is offended, so then they can start f- screaming to you know the heavens. That's literally all they do is they wait. The, again, the social justice keyboard warrior, the virtual signaler. That's all they sit there. They, the, the, God, how fucking miserable it must be to be that person. <laughs> Just sit there and wait for to pounce on something on something else. I, I, you know, I feel horrible. And you know what the thing is? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, well, you know, it's like I don't even know if I want to say this. It, but it's just, I could understand if it were, uh, yeah. I hope this isn't taken the wrong way. Oh boy! If if the vast majority of people that were tweeting about the decision that Bettman made that okay, you know what? We feel the best thing is to just not have jerseys aside from you know their regular jerseys, no wearing of specialty jerseys during warmups. If the vast majority of the people that were coming out. Uh, with their selective outrage about this, if they were people that were LGBTQ, or if they were cancer survivors, or if they were military, or you know, the jerseys that these go out of the way to recognize, if they were the vast majority of the ones complaining, I would say you need to listen to these people. The thing is, the vast majority of the people complaining, it's none of those. It's the virtue signalers. It's the ones that are waving, going, look, I'm an ally. Look at me. Look at me. It's them wanting attention, which invariably takes away from the cause to begin with. You know, it's that it's the whole uh, bit that Anthony Jeselnik had, that whenever there is a, a, a disaster, whether it was the, the, the terrible disaster that happened in Vegas their first season, that country concert outdoors, mm-hmm. whether it's 9-11, whether it's... Uvalde, some sort of mass shooting. What do you see? You see a bunch of people go on social media. My thoughts and prayers are with, but that means fuck all. That means nothing. It means less than nothing. All it says to anybody with a with with half a brain goes, "Don't forget about me today." That's what it says. Typing thoughts and prayers takes you twelve seconds. It does fuck all. You know. So the, to me, it's the same. It's the it's very much a similar thing that we live in this society now. And I didn't want to get this deep into this shit, but we live in this society where it's virtue signaling. It's look at me. Uh, you know, I'm an ally. Look at how great I am. Blah blah blah. You know what? As they say, actions speak louder than words. And I'm sorry, you you moving your thumbs for a couple seconds mean fuck all. So. I'm going to leave it at that. Hey, did you know that uh, Patrick, <laughs> hey. Patrick Marlowe was hired as a player development coach? <laughs> Were you sure? Yeah. Did you know? Oh, cool. We have another Mike Ricci. Or Tommy or, Wingles? Or Evgeny Nabokov? Or cool. Mike Ricci. Great. Yeah. I mean, dude, nobody figures out way to, ways to fi- hire ho- former players like the NHL, dude. Nobody. <laughs> They're so good it's at the, it. It's the good boys club. There, oh God! Something different happened. Oh God! What am I gonna hey, do? Do me a favor. Do, do me a favor. Tell me who's in the front office with the LA Kings. 
uh, Rob Blake. And? Luke Robitaille. Hmm. Feels like they might have been, uh, what, former Kings at one point? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. How are they doing so far? <sighs> They're getting better, dude. Dude. I have, I've, dude, hey, Andre Kopitar won, a, won an award. Not not the one that you, like, really want to win, but. <laughs> no, he's got two of those. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying. But uh, I, th- I, th- I still uh, I still kind of believe in L.A. Hey, they got rid of quick, right? They're on the come up. <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like they, uh, uh, they might be another season away, but let's look at, let's see how their draft works out on Wednesday. That's, that's another draft I'm really interested in because I think L.A., their rebuild came along quicker than they expected. So, And Pierre-Luc Dubois. Hey, now. Is he on his way? <sighs> so we'll oh, see. Poor thing. Uh, he, he's going to try to speak French in L.A. and be like, huh? <laughs> okay, dude. On the 23rd, same day that the Sharks hired Patrick Marlowe. He's missed talking on the podcast, guys. Forgive him. <laughs> the, the, dude, there's a lot of shit that happened. I know. Time. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> dude, the San Jose mayors, both current and former, you had Ron Gonzalez, Sam Licardo. Uh, who was the, uh, oh, God. Who was the one after Hammer? Uh, Ron Gonzalez. Yeah, okay. So it was Ron Gonzalez. Okay, who was between Ron Gonzalez and Sam Licardo there? Oh, white, bald guy. I can see him, but well, anyway. that narrows it down. Yeah, but either way, the current mayor, Matt Mahon, along with the four previous mayors, have evidently are making a pitch to the MLB to get San Jose a Major League Baseball team. Okay. <sighs> so how's that Google Google uh, uh, campus going then? No, no, I don't even look at it that. My, fir- my first thing is, if San Jose was going to get a baseball team, wouldn't it be the fucking athletics? Doesn't the San Francisco Giants own this territory? So here, here's the thing, which I found out today was very interesting. So the L.A. market with the Angels and Dodgers, the Yankees and the Mets, they share the territorial rights. Why is the Bay Area so different? That's that's because the biggest of what question. happened in the early 90s with the Giants threatening to move. The, but, the, the Haas family, the, the athletics were nice enough to like make this concession in order to keep them here. And then when it came time for the Giants to return the favor, the Giants were like, nah, we good, which I think was a real dick move. It still is a dick move. They mm-hmm. should have said, we'll let you go to San Jose. You know, yeah, I'm and, a Giants fan, but I think that was a dick move. Yeah. And, and, and Ruben, okay, see Ruben coming in with my point. And put them where? You're going to scrape the Santa Clara County Fairgrounds? You're gonna put them next to. Uh, you're gonna put them where the um, the fuck. What's the amusement park next to Levi's? Great, Great America. America. You're gonna put them at Great America because that's gonna be scraped in five years. You know, put them across the street from Levi's. I mean, the, those. It's like really those are the only places you can put them if Google's buying up everything. So that yeah, exactly that that was my whole thing. It's like. First, the you know job one get over the uh, San Francisco territorial rights. Job two, where? Oh, I, I if Google's going to sit on their their butts about you know building their campus, put it where where Cisco Field was supposed to be in San Jose, and it's right well, by Deerdon. And that would be a great thing if it because obviously Google has to do some serious 
reassessment on their whole fucking plan. So, you know, maybe, I don't know. Anyway, uh, it, which ties into also on the 23rd plan to demolish historic San Jose sites for temporary SAP center parking draws outrage. So there's a little splot of land that's kitty corner from the tank, the entrance to the, uh, to the back end, like where the semis load in for where the players come in. Yeah. Where if the you've semis, been back lot. Yeah. The corner of what is that? Autumn and St. John. Yeah. Something like that. Um, so kitty corner from that, there's a spot of land that evidently is looking at being scraped to build uh, at least some sort of temporary parking structure to make way for what could be the parking that could be lost from the Google stuff. To me, I immediately go, whoa, whoa, whoa. Why not make that some sort of Google building at the same level or whatever? Why are you ripping up a parking lot over here to build office space to build a parking lot over here. Like just build the office space here and leave the parking lot alone. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. And you're going to put the parking lot into a, an area that is much more difficult to access. It's going creating more traffic. Like I just, I don't understand what the idiots are doing with this whole downtown project. Well, th it's like they've never owned a fucking car before. Well, hey, remember, you know, let's bike two games. Hey, let's use that use use that great Santa, Santa Cruz uh, public transportation to get get to uh, to San Jose. Oh, wait, that's only Highway 17. Um, so look, you know the the thing is is and in fact part of the space you know is where that that alternate parking uh, spot is, right where the warehouse sale was last weekend. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's very it's much part of that. that. It's yeah. quarter, yeah, corner of Autumn and St. John. And then what's funny is there were some opponents to it that sat there and said, that's, you know, it shouldn't be a parking garage. If anything, that should be like a beer garden in some sort of entertainment spot for people that go to, to, uh, events at the tank. Now, number one, I completely agree with you. Number two, yep. let's take it, let's take it a step further. Let's put that at arena green. Like literally across the street. You're not even using that for anything. You got to do something with Arena Green. Yeah. You know, like seriously, when's the last time the freaking merry-go-round was open? <laughs> you know, the visitor center so, at, at at the uh, Guadalupe River. I, I I think it's been burned <laughs> twice. Yeah. You know, uh, Chris saying pave paradise and put up a parking lot. Yeah. Practically, yeah. Uh, something else that happened last week, uh, that, that actually Eric and I were discussing before we came on. <laughs> Has anybody seen one of these? <laughs> this is what everybody going to a game in March of 2020. No, I'm sorry. April, April. of 2020 fan appreciation night. This is what everybody was supposed to get who came into the door. And here we are three years later, finally seeing it for what it is. Beautiful. Hurdle bobblehead. Even got the red stick right. <laughs> love that aspect of it. That they, I love that detail. Because Chief plays with the red Reebok stick. Love that. Even, But then you've even found like some old goodies. Like this beautiful cap. The 25th patch. And bobblehead, dollar. Hat, dollar. 
Now, you want to take it to a step further? Check this. Check this, peeps. Are you a wine drinker, wine connoisseur? Sometimes you uh, you need a little decanter, if you will. Look at that. Decanter with the shark's logo on it? Hell yeah. And a beautiful, uh, you know, present box. And then, uh, like, Chris, my drink, my drinker in the house, my beer buddy, if you will. Peep this. Dude, look at this wood. I've got wood. Do you have wood? Look at this wood. Boing. Just slide that open. Oh, look at that. Two beer flutes. Couple uh, cork coasters in there. We love the cork soakers. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, yeah, a couple of cork coasters and a nice, beautiful metal bottle opener here. And, again, a beautiful I'm, – I'm going to assume that this was a season ticket holder gift at one point, as, was the, oh, as was the decanter. I'll, I'll break out the, uh, the glass where Amanda got uh, at the sale, the, these classic NHL 2000 um glasses which were like a buck a piece that's um, what i'm saying dude you know so the, dude and, and ruben's saying why the hell was wasn't that sell advertised it was dude it was all over their social media fucking warehouse sale dude it yeah. was i i pulled up now but, first off you know what the what the <laughs> what the surefire tip-off should have been that this is not your normal sale is the fact that it started at eight in the fucking morning <laughs> i was like what eight in the morning and then when i pulled up you know i'm 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 used to the sidewalk sale that they had done a couple weeks earlier but that was them uh that was basically aramark trying to get rid of overabundance of t-shirts and yeah like t-shirts and sharky plushes and shit like that this was okay here's the thing that will bake your noodle the most oh boy here we come they literally had enough furniture that if you had the space, if you had a garage or decent-sized room, they had the end tables, the love seat, the couch, the the high uh, bar height stools, yep. the the desk chair type chairs that you basically were a sink and a TV away from fashioning your garage to make it look exactly like a penthouse suite. <laughs> yes. It was phenomenal. And here's the part that'll really bake the noodle. Oh, we're getting crispy here. Butter butter your toast. Jerk and I, or I'm sorry, Eric and I, we, we know a couple people uh, who shall remain Paul and Mitch. And they know, they know <laughs> and a couple Logan. of And they know a couple people. The motherfuckers bought a used Zamboni at this sale. I don't know what they paid for it. I oh. don't know how the hell they got the fucking thing home. Oh, I, I have sto- I, I know info a on that. Zamboni. I I know. Ex- I, I'm gonna say one. It's propane. Two. It was three digits. And um, that's it. Yeah, and and it's going. Well, I, I'm sorry. You're saying that that thing was nine hundred and ninety nine dollars or less. I cannot confirm nor deny that. You but just said it was three digits. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna leave how uh, leave how much it was. It was but... less than a grand. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Now, now I'm a little upset as to why they needed like <laughs> no. Now now here's the thing. 
I'm upset as to know why did it take four people to pay that off when when Mitch on like a regular day will drop like two grand on a jersey, no problem. He the, needs help paying for a thousand dollars Zamboni. The equipment sale happened before this. I don't so give a fuck. There are credit cards. <laughs> there, are, break, there are credit cards that are maxed out right now. <laughs> fuck out of here. <laughs> fuck out of here. Dude, I hope they treat that. Did you ever see that Big Bang Theory where they all buy like some time machine from some TV show? Yes. And they're like they they're gonna put it put it at Raj's place for one you know two weeks and then you know Howard's place for we you know that that's what this reminded me. I, of. I think I know I'm where like, it's where are going. They storing this, but I don't want to say where. Uh, but oh, all, all I all I said was I I just want to ride on that and it'll be fun. <laughs> uh, but it's the it was you know so at Sharks Ice there was like that decorative one it had like Nabby and I think Boyle and such. That was like by the back door. It's that one. Mm, yeah. yeah. No, it's very cool, dude. So just to let you know, this was uh, this equipment sale, or I'm sorry, not it wasn't an equipment <laughs> sale. It wasn't an equipment sale. It wasn't a whatever. This was a warehouse sale. It was them literally clearing out the warehouse of shit that was so old. Like I said, uh, Puck guy just showed you a glass that literally has the NHL 2000 logo on it 23 years ago. All right. I picked up a couple pint glasses that had the original Sharks logo and the original Western Conference, like the patch from the All-Star jerseys this year. Yeah, but, you know, from when they were originally from the 90s. Right. So I picked up a couple of those pint glasses, got the hurdle bobblehead, got the hat. But in, like I said, got the uh, the beer case, got the, the wine decanter. But you see this uh, beautiful photo on this foam core of Patrick Marlowe behind me? You know, if you've ever been to the club level, you'll walk around, you'll see like those under glass, different things. They had like a shit ton of those available. So I bought like seven of those. And these, these are like, mm, I want to say 32 by 32, somewhere in that ballpark, mm -hmm. give or give or take. But I also got one that was like a, a seven foot tall by like 30 inches wide, Sandus Ozelinch. It's huge. <laughs> and here's the thing. And we're going to hold on. That's the best buy someone's gotten since we actually off the angry AJ tree. <laughs> you right. But now uh, a time to go to eBay now. Yeah, you might be right, dude. You might be right. But here's the cool thing. All right, Sharks fans. If you remember the COVID season, if I remember correctly, March uh, yes. 21st, March 21st, 2020. Jerk the San Jose, the San Jose, as did I, San Jose Sharks were supposed to play the Boston Bruins, and that was Uprising Night. That was the night that they were going to do the beautiful Uprising jerseys on the ice. That was going to be the giveaway, and they still ended up auctioning off the Uprising jerseys, but the game was never played. The jerseys were never handed out, and then if you like, pay attention to your Sharks history. They actually took some of those jerseys that were supposed to be given away and they tried to sell them to raise money. Right. And, and I'll be the first to say that I didn't think that was a good look. You know, that you're, you're, I, I get it. I'm all down for charity, but you're selling something that was supposed to be a giveaway. Um, then they also had some players sign. Either way, bottom line is I got my hand on a box of those 
So I got like 50 of those uprising jerseys that were never given away. We're going to give them away here on Teal Town USA. So over the course of the 23-24 season, uh, <laughs> after dark, pucknologists, you know, whoever, every once in a while, we're going to throw in a jersey here and there. There's definitely going to be one giveaway every episode of the pucknologists this season. We're going to figure out a way to give one, give away one, at least one. Hey, but. just make sure to set one aside for Jerk and myself. I mean, we sure. were we were promoting the hell out of that uprising jersey before COVID hit. Oh, dude, we're all over it. I loved it. <laughs> so, woo. Anyway, uh, dude. It, but anyway, that warehouse sale was amazing. It wouldn't surprise me if they tried to do another one for because maybe people were busy that weekend. And they try to get rid of some more stuff. I will say, like, there was a shit ton of banners that they sold. Dude, a popcorn maker was sold from the concourse. <laughs> All right. They, like if, if dude, if it wasn't nailed down, there was a, there were two road cases that they oh, used to right. like transfer for 20 bucks a piece. So yeah, and Richard Perez saying the uprising jerseys were sold for 100 bucks a pop on network. Okay, so that's what it was. And I understand it was to raise charity. Right. Still, to me, I don't think that's a good look for Something that we all knew was going to be a giveaway, and all of a sudden you're trying to. Hey, either way, I understand it's for a good cause. It's fine, but dude, those road cases. I, it, it, my buddy Brett was going. You know, I could use some extra storage. <laughs> like he's trying to figure out a way to like figure out how to talk himself into uh, into into grabbing one of those, for, especially at that price point. But you're talking, they had chairs, like you know, like office type chairs. You'd go into a, a Staples or something. They'd be having 175 bucks, and they're and they're dumping them for like 10 bucks. You know, you you the the lunch boxes, <laughs> right? Those lunch boxes that everybody loved this season. One for a dollar, a box of them for 20. I don't even know how many was in a box, but it was at least 30. Yeah, probably like 25 or 30 or 40. I mean, no, I think it was more like 40, but for 20 bucks. And that would make sense, you know, like a buck a piece or 50 cents each if you buy an entire box. Like, holy hell. And then, like, tons of bobble. Oh, my God, those Roy Sommer cowboy bobbleheads. Nobody wanted those. <laughs> uh, they still had yeah, Brent Burns. What was it? The Burns Thornton Barber. Barber shop. Yeah, the barber shop. From the commercial. Bobbles. Uh, it was amazing how much shit they had. Hell, they even had... Uh, at one point, I'm trying to remember exactly what it was, but I saw something Sabercats related. There were some, like, I think there was a Sabercats bobblehead. I think there was a Sabercats uh, water bottle. I think there were, like, Bay Area Panthers. There's a Panth couple Bay Area the Panthers, yeah. Bay Area Panthers, like, do-rags, like the ones that Brandon Crawford always wears. Dude, I gotta be, uh, I gotta be honest. Dude, I, I was a little pissed that the, I didn't find any Rhino shit. Oh, dude, that would have been great. Oh, dude. It would have been like, boom, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah no, dude, I, I would have been popping a rod. But oh, did you say do rag? Yeah, do rag. Oh, he, he's, he's. Oh no, you're not talking about the Panthers, are you? The Bay Area Panthers. Oh boy, oh, the Bay Area Panthers. <laughs> dude, I, I gotta tell you, I didn't, I didn't buy this. It. it when I when I I grabbed a fucking box that I thought was empty and started throwing shit into it, <laughs> and then when I emptied it out when I got home, I go, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, look at that, Bay Area Panthers. This is great." 
<laughs> oh, who, who was the indoor uh, soccer team that we had? Uh, the San Jose Grizzlies. There you go. Hell, where's the San Jose Lasers? Jennifer yeah. Az. Uh, oh, Stanford Simpson. alum. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, this warehouse sale was an, was phenomenal. And if you ever see that again and you want to pick up some cool shit, take a number and get in line behind me because I'm going to be there first. <laughs> Oof. But yeah, um, the, like the picture behind uh, AJ with Patrick Marlowe. Yeah, no. I have a Pat Falloon one. And for 10 bucks to have kind of a piece of history at the Shark Tank. I mean, if there were, if they actually had seats, like actual seats from the <laughs> bowl. You no, know. There was a net. There was a practice net out there, too, that they had available. Oh, no that was long swag, gone. No spiders, no bull swag. You know why? Because neither of those teams ever played at the... Yeah, well, didn't the Bulls play like one exhibition game or something? Yeah, the Bulls played one. Yeah. Yeah. So, any hoodles. Uh, that's about it. Um, again, NHL yes. awards. Look, Carlson got his uh, his third. That's awesome. Uh, what? Not Blake Shelton. What was the guy's fucking name? Again? <laughs> Dirk's Bentley. Yeah, Dirk's Dirk's Benedict. What's his name? Bentley. Dude, I don't listen to country, dude. I, I can't stand country Benedict. music. Oh, God. But his dude, his kid was so annoying. Uh, but Biz and Friedman. <laughs> They were they were the only entertain anything uh, entertaining entertaining <laughs> entertaining. What? I like that better. They were the only entertaining oh, things man. tonight. But oh, you easily could have done this shit in sixty minutes. There's no need to drag that over fucking two hours. It's Just, a show. You know how it a is. Snoozer. Snooze fest. Snooze. Wait till Wednesday. Ugh. Oh, speaking of Wednesday, uh, like sick. I said, Jewels, Mark, and Ian going to be here doing the whole 570-hour uh, show that we're uh, <laughs> going to talk about. Uh, when's that shit start? 3 o'clock? That starts at 4 p.m. on Wednesday on our YouTube channel, so make sure you hit that subscribe button. Those potsers aren't going to start until 4? Well, that's when well, the whole right. thing starts. Oh, look at shit. Jerry F. coming in hot. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Yeah, Appreciate Jerry that, F. Appreciate that, man. Don't worry. We got a lot of content coming out uh, this week. So Word around the campfire is Eric and I might be here twenty less than 24 hours from now talking about the NHL schedule. I could plan Angrily. my life for the next nine months. It's going to be awesome. Well, here's the here's the really weird thing is that uh, a particular person of stature who would who would know told me at the sale if you, if you go and look at the calendar, last time I looked, Friday the 13th in October, that's uh, that, that that's that's the opening night for the Barracuda. Dear God, if they put the Sharks home opener on the 13th. No. I said no. Here's the fucked up thing. Is I was told, and oh, dank dank. Thank you so much, sir. Or madam. I don't know. I don't mean to assume. Um... I was told that the opener for the Barracuda is the 13th. They are also playing the 14th. And this person said to me, he goes, oh, man, isn't that going to be a great weekend? Barracuda 13th, 14th, and then the Sharks open on the 15th. And I went, I didn't think about it at the time. And I'm like, I got home and I looked. I go, the Sharks going to open on a Sunday? That doesn't sound right. But then I looked up SAP's events. SAP has an event booked Sunday night. So they're not playing at SAP Sunday. So I'm wondering if he got something wrong. If it's 
if it's the Barracuda open on the 13th, but also play on the 14th, but the Sharks also open on the 14th. I'm going to bet money that the Sharks open at SAP on the 14th, just based on the calendar, what was said. And uh, and if you think I'm bullshitting, go look at my Twitter, because I literally posted 1014 with eyeballs on it like two weeks ago. <laughs> or do they start on the road? Uh, the way that it was said to me, it sounded like no. But we'll see. Stranger things have happened. So you're, that, what you're but just the way it was broached to me, I it just seemed very odd to hear that, you know, oh, what a great weekend that you've got this that but maybe the sharks are starting on the road on a Sunday. That still seems I mean well, still it's not seems unheard of to, it's yeah, it's not unheard of though that maybe there's a team that open say that it's Anaheim, say that they host LA on Friday and then host San Jose on Sunday. That's not unheard of whatsoever. Yes. That and being... especially when you bring into last season, remember how silly last season was where they only played like two. What was it? Well, hold on. I'm looking at it right now. Vegas, Anaheim through the, through the first two months, they only played five divisional games. Right. Are you kidding? Well, remember they do like to get out. They try to get that East coast uh, trip out early. Yeah. So, so maybe they're on the, on the East coast on a Sunday and it's a, you know, five o'clock local start or, Four o'clock local start. Although that still seems a little unheard of. Yeah, at least to start the season. I mean, but, I, well, I you know, know what? We're all going to find out tomorrow with any with any hope, and with any hope, we're all going to find out every schedule at the same goddamn time. Okay, so I want you to to we're, we're going to play a fen- friendly wager. Oh fuck! Here we go. Are the Sharks the first home opponent for the Vegas Golden Knights? <sighs> I saw. Was it Sinbin that said, or, or Granger? Somebody posted a poll on that where it's like, should it be Edmonton, Dallas, San Jose, or other? I mean, on on one hand, I get the San Jose thing because they can sit there and be real fucking petty and childish and be like, neener, 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 we, you know, we got a cup. And blah, blah, blah. Just like, like LA on the fort, uh, in 2014 that get Bettman personally put on. So it's it's the idea of they they can try to be petty and stoke you know the the somewhat false narrative. It, it's again if if San Jose had been competitive over the last couple of years and had fought with them, that's one thing. Didn't didn't San Jose like have a winning record against Vegas this last season, even though they won the cup? Like I'm. Pretty fucking sure. Let me look it up. Look yeah, up. okay. They were two and two, so they were they were fifty percent against Vegas this season. One two, lost two. So it's like, in fact, looking on here, yeah, the Sharks had the most success in their division last season against Vegas. It's the only team they took four points against. They took, uh, no. Excuse me, my bad. They took five against Anaheim because they won one and then went to overtime three times. <laughs> so, they, you know, five points against Anaheim. Uh, they got one point against L.A., three points against Seattle, one point against Vancouver, four points against VGK. So, I mean, t- but it's the only team that they that San Jose beat in their division twice. Everybody else, like I said, Anaheim, 1-1. 
lost three in overtime. So anyway, uh, you know, so, if they want to be petty, if they want to stir the pot, sure, make it San Jose. And you know what? San Jose on a Sunday at five o'clock, you know, it's it doesn't, you know, like could be could make sense, but I, well, so what? What? When is that Frozen Fury game uh, in Utah? The seventh. Oh, who gives a shit? Well, no, because they could start. They could start on a. They can start on like a Wednesday, go to Vegas, uh, play on Thursday, have their home opener on a Thursday. Hold on. Frozen Fury. That's the. Um, that's the game in Salt SLC? Lake City. Yeah, that's versus LA on October fifth. October fifth. So, yeah. uh, barring anything crazy, that's the last preseason game of the year They're for them. Go. Ten days between preseason and regular. I don't. No, think. no, no, no. Because the the fifth is a is a Thursday. The seventh is a is a Saturday. They're gonna they're gonna start, you know, probably Tuesday, Wednesday. Maybe they get they sink. I in. don't think so. It sounded like the first game was gonna be the, the like the fifteenth. Yeah. But so I don't know. I don't know. So I could see I could see it going Thursday, Saturday, um, with home games with concerts in between. Um, Hold on, D Rock. What are you saying, Politics Central? We're talking about hockey schedules right now. Yeah, no, I don't <laughs> know what you're talking about. But go, go move uh, on. E- either way, oh, with any luck, all the schedules will be released tomorrow. We'll be talking about that then. Yeah, we- we're gonna break down, uh, you know, longest uh, road trips because I remember last season we printed that shit out. We <laughs> looked at it. I'm like, January 21st to February 12th. That's the longest road trip. Oh, there's a break in. Okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> that was hysterical. I'm looking at here. I remember being really happy with the first half of the Sharks' schedule. Aside from the bullshit in Prague, I remember really liking it. It's like, okay, four-game East Coast swing, then you get six at home, then four-game roadie, three at home, then a quick jump to Seattle, then you get two at home, then four back to the uh, to, to uh, Northeastern, play all the Canada, you know, Montreal, Toronto, Ottawa, Buffalo. Then you come home, Vancouver, at Anaheim. Then you host Arizona, then at L.A. Now, granted, you could sit there and go, okay, that's a little, like, they could have figured that out. But then hosting three, then at Vancouver. So you're still in your time zone. Then hosting Dallas. Then take a little roadie at Dallas, at Chicago, at Boston. Or, I'm, I'm sorry, at Anaheim, and then you host Boston. The first half of that schedule last season, I thought was very, very good to the Sharks travel wise and they never had a road trip longer than what was it one two three four five that five game trip towards the end of january and then at the end of it they had a you know they had like what 10 days off nine days off for the break and then although it did suck that they came they come from pittsburgh have nine days off and then have to fly back out to fucking the East Coast and play at Tampa Bay. <laughs> that sucked. But then they had a, a seven-game homestand in February. If you're an old-school fan like Puck Guy and I, you remember that February was the month that the Sharks never played at home because tennis. <laughs> so thankfully they got rid of that. But I thought last season's schedule was actually one of the best ones they've ever had. Schedule so, is fine. The team sucked. Yeah, the team sucked, but I thought the schedule, it wasn't one of those ones that we've seen in the past where it's like, 
okay, you know, it's a six-game trip where it's like, okay, at Colorado, at Tampa Bay, at Chicago, at Dallas, at Vancouver, at Winnipeg, at Montreal. Somebody home. say Vancouver. You know, like there, there was a couple jaunts like that where it was just like there is no fucking rhyme or reason to this. Where if I looked at this, it's, you know, like I said, at Islanders, at Rangers, at Jersey, at Flyers. Could you get a better fucking road trip? I mean, you could damn near bus to all of those locations and be fine. They probably did, for Pete's sakes. You know, if you if you stay in New Jersey, you can bus every one of those. There's not a bus ride that's longer than an hour. Can it be at the beginning of next year, though? I would. That's love what that one do. was. That was October. Uh, well, no, they 18th had, through the 23rd. But I mean, they usually would hit all the new all the New York teams all at once. They kind of split Not in the it past. Little... They haven't. I, yeah. I remember a schedule or so where it was like Montreal, Washington, Boston, Carolina. And you're like, are you serious? No, with no. This? But I mean, like they hit up the Islanders, Rangers, Devils all at once. Yeah, that yeah. was beautiful. And then what was it? You had the Midwest trip where it was St. Louis, Dallas, Minnesota, and then finishing in Vegas. But the other one that I thought was really great um, right after Thanksgiving, Montreal, Toronto, Ottawa, Buffalo. That's a perfect trip. Oh, yeah. Fucking perfect. So, like, more of that, please. More of that will happen on the YouTube channel Tuesday. And play L.A. and Anaheim in SoCal on a Saturday for once in your fucking miserable lives. Or, or for that matter, let's do Seattle and Vancouver back-to-back. That would be awesome. I'm just saying. Sure. That would be, that would be like, Amanda, we got the road trip ready to go. You know? There you go. All right, wrap so, it. So that's it for now. Uh, in case you missed anything or you want to watch this again, oh boy, uh, check us out on TealTownUSA. <laughs> uh, com or your favorite podcatcher. Hold uh, on. I don't mean to be a dick. Oh boy. Just got the just got the email. What? Literally. Just uh, I'm looking at my clock. It says 919. The email came in 918. Come on to sharksproshop.com and buy yourself exclusive Eric Carlson merchandise where it has the Eric Carlson poster for Norris and the Eric Carlson Norris trophy winning puck. It does look pretty cool, I'll be honest. That puck looks nice. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm uh, go ahead. I would you like some more? Could you come over and look at my wall and tell me what you want to buy because I need to get rid of some stuff. Okay. But anyway, I'm just waiting for that reverse retro jersey. That's yeah. all. So if you want the, uh, we can talk. Um, if you want the uh, Carlson merch, sharksproshop.com. Yep. Uh, no free ads, so you better throw us a free one. That's right. Mr. Becker, if you're watching in Nashville tonight, I'm just saying. Uh, okay, so we have the we have this award show, which is crazy. We have, I'm not even going to wonder what you're doing oh, right now. Oh, Chris J.S., Chris J.W.S., and I didn't even realize that this came oh, in on like Twitter? 48 Dude, 48 yeah. minutes ago, he fucking ripped me a new one. Dude. Tuesday, Tuesday we have um, the schedule reveal. We'll break it down for you. Wednesday, 4 p.m. is our draft special with Ian, Mark, and Jules. Jules. Uh, breaking down the first round, I believe we'll recap all the Sharks picks on another podcast. Uh, so, if anything, make They're sure. They're not staying on the air the entire time? <laughs> Uh, you're going to so give them stipends? Uh, no. yeah. What are those? Yeah. So smash that subscribe button. Hit that notification bell because that way you know when we do go on to enjoy all of this. So 
with that, AJ, any final words? Uh, no, just um, I'm looking forward to um, getting this fucking week over with. <laughs> like, I, like, hey, and, and oh, I, f- I forgot free agency July 1st. Dude, that's what I'm saying. It's awards, schedule release, draft, draft 2.0, last day for qualifying offers, FAs, then free agent frenzy. It's like I cannot wait for this fucking Sunday. So all of this other stuff is behind me. To me, this Sunday is the uh, – I don't know. The, the It's the uh, – I guess the checkered flag on the season, to be honest. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that usually the, that free agent frenzy day is basically when Bob McKenzie traditionally goes to the cottage or Elliot Friedman starts growing a beard. Well, it's it's the checkered flag that like that is the official end of the, you know, the 22-23 season. Right. There will be movements and things, player moves and blah, 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 blah that happen. Of course, after July 1st, but for me, July 1st through uh, September 1st, the, the next two months, man, I got other things to do. Uh, maybe watch a little b-ball, uh, you know, that B standing for base. <laughs> um, watch a little bit of that and uh, really not give two shits until uh, the weekend after um, Labor Day weekend. And for that, check us out July 6th following the Prospect Scrimmage. <laughs> oh, sorry. Okay, Prospect Scrimmage. Okay, my bad. All right, Prospect Scrimmage. Other than that, yeah, uh, it's, you know, I'm I'm hoping that between uh, July 6th or I guess July 7th and September 7th, the only question on my mind is going to be who starts. Is it going to be Lance? Is it going to be Purdy? It's, uh, who is Donaldson? I I. That's all I give a shit about. We might have some shows sprinkled in there in between. There could be something in there. What what happened to our Jersey bullshit? Well, that's my point, dude. There you go. Uh Uh-huh. So all the best to you. Thanks for watching. Hey, we kept it to a tight 118. All right. Dude, we got to bring aesthetics into that one. Oh, I would love to. So until then, thanks for watching. Until tomorrow, keep it real. Keep it teal. Keep it real teal.